accident or just a fender bender, the last thing you need to do is tangle with the big city. When Classic Auto Group Collision Center can take care of all your repairs, island style, our certified technicians can repair any maker model and we back up every repair with a lifetime warranty. Classic Auto Group Collision Center now open at 6601 Harborside Drive, ClassicGalveston.com. Classic Galveston, enjoy the difference, island style. Well, howdy, everybody. It's Josh Fuller here. You've made it to the middle of the week. You're almost there, halfway, halfway to the 
to the end of your day, actually, and the end of the week, so it's great. <laughs> and I have a special guest again in studio for the second time. He's our first repeat offender, Mr. Caleb Holscher. How's it going, bud? And all right, man. How about yourself? Oh, uh, I'm I'm doing good. We survived the blue moon. That's why we started the show with Earl Thomas Conley. Oh yes, we did. Uh, my band, <laughs> part of my band, actually went to a little uh, get together last night at the lodge, Eric oh, yeah? Burns' place, and they had the <laughs> telescope out and everything. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was sleeping. I yeah, missed well, that one. So this morning, because <clears throat> the eclipse happens this morning, and so it turned blood red, mm-hmm. and that was pretty sweet. But I. Woke up and I went and looked and it was just, just below the trees. I couldn't quite, I could see it mm-hmm. half, I could see half of the moon and then the top half was red and the bottom half was white. And I was like, well, that's about as close as it's going to get. But, but yeah, every 150 years, super moon, mm-hmm. full moon, blue moon, whatever. So yeah, today's uh, songs are going to all have something to do about the moon because that's just radio right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how's everybody doing out there in, in radio land? Um, you're listening to KTXF, The Real, on your TuneIn app, but I don't need to tell you that because you wouldn't hear me say it if you hadn't already found it. <laughs> so if you want to interact with us during the show, I know you can always text us at 832-910-7359, but... We also are wanting to interact with you on social media. So I put a show thread on the KTXF page and you guys can go to the page. And when you, if you want to yell at us for our opinions or you want to agree with us or make <laughs> suggestions or whatever, just be involved. It's, uh, it's fun. I got my phone right here next to me. I can read y'all's messages and we can include you into the show and into the program so uh what's been going on since the last time you were here man where have you where have you played what have you done what's going on in your world got to do the green hall thing again that was a lot of fun yes um uh, other than that not much we got our open up for pat green though oh uh next yeah the other another pack another green Oh, another green one with pat a uh, pat green not at green though not at green i'll be at redneck country awesome Club, but, yeah um, it's funny because I, I heard the promo for it and it's, uh, and it's saying that it's, uh, there'll be a little bit of while I, while I was away, there'll be a little bit of wave on wave and there'll be a little bit of, uh, one of his other new songs and everything in between. I'm going, nothing in between. Those are just his last three hits. Like, what about all the worst nightmare <laughs> and, uh, family man and like all the old Pat stuff. So. I'm sure I've seen Pat play since he kind of came back, mm-hmm. um, but it was just acoustic. Him and Corey were playing again like old times, and uh, he did play a lot of the, some of the old songs that I remember. But I remembered that when he went away for a while, that was one of the criticisms was that he only played his new stuff. He wouldn't play the old stuff. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he plays the old stuff now. I don't know. I'm sure he is. He's doing fine. People are loving him all over yeah, again. I saw him, I think, about a year and a half, maybe two years ago in College Station. And Reliant K, one of my favorite Christian rock bands, mm-hmm. opened up for him. Oh, so cool. just a cool concert altogether. Yeah, cool. And you just said you said your brother is uh, getting after it now, huh? Yeah, he booked his first gig here. Um, it was last Wednesday. He's 17. I'm like, and he got paid a lot of more money than I ever got paid until I was 21. <laughs> hey, when Damn, that happens. I know. <laughs> but you sat, did you sit in with him on that one? Yes, sir. I yeah. did. Yeah. He, uh, he probably kill me for telling you this, but they called me, let me know. I'm like, that's awesome. He goes, yeah, but they, 
they asked for three hours of material and I don't have three hours of material just quite yet. I don't like, oh, I, I got you, man. We'll do a song swap. Yeah. And that's going to be there next uh, next Wednesday too. We just, they just booked us again. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. I remember those. You play four hours. I'm like, four hours? If I had four hours of material, I wouldn't be coming to you for a gig, <laughs> you know, especially the ones that want original stuff, but um, most of them wanted covers anyway. So it worked out good, but still had to learn four hours worth of covers and that's, quite a bit of music if you go song to song to song oh but, yeah but i remember when i started out i mean we wasted so much time on stage and now if there's just a brief second of silence i'm like ah i start freaking out yeah i, I like working on my banter yeah yeah you know. working with, if you got if everybody's got a mic or the people that at least that are funny then it's a lot more fun yeah my, my drummer is always asking for a mic i keep telling him no wow. <laughs> i you know i gave my drummer a microphone after he'd been in the band for probably six years and now he sings harmony and who'd have thought like we went forever without having him sing harmony mm-hmm. and then i found myself in a position where the last person that could sing harmony left the band and i was like man we've always had harmonies like you can't not have harmony mm-hmm. and so every time we'd be on the, in the in the I, I i'd call it the van but it was my truck but anytime we'd be on the way to a gig and we'd be playing music or whatever, and he'd be sitting back there just singing like a bird. And I'm going, dude, why don't you sing harmonies? Oh, no, no, no. And so uh, finally, when we had to, out of necessity, he did. And he does fine. He does a good job. And then last week, all of a sudden, lo and behold, my lead guitar player was singing some harmonies. My keyboard player was singing some harmonies. So we had a four-piece harmony. We had two-and-a-half-piece harmony. <laughs> and it sounded... Uh, it was actually, it was fun. It was good. And at this point, we're just, we're just trying to have fun. Anyone's, anyone singing backup is always going to help out unless mm-hmm. they're just not, not good singers altogether. But even right. bad singers can sing harmony. Yeah, they can. Even if they're just doubling you, it's just something, mm-hmm. you know, something Extra to fill push. those holes. Yeah. And that's what I told my keyboard player. Cause I told my drummer sings real high and my, my guitar player was just going to sing in between us. So I just told the keyboard players, like, just double me. It's fine. Our voices are different enough. It's not mm-hmm. going to matter. And it'll fill, it'll fill in any gaps. It'll sound good. And it did. I mean, I wish they sang more. That's the only complaint I have. Guys, if you're listening, do it more next time. Just sing every song. But, uh, it was fun though. We were at Cole's, uh, Smokehouse. And I love that oh, place. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope we're booked there. I know. I've, uh, a lot of good people play there. Yeah, yeah. And, so no and then every now and then they have guys it. like me. <laughs> hey now, hey now, hey now. But uh, no, it's a great place. If you hadn't been there yet, it's actually really cool. Even if it, it's bad weather, the outdoor stage is still covered real good. Mm-hmm. But um, Chris, the guy that owned it or owns it, he used to have a band uh, for a long time. And so he's got top-notch gear up there because he knows what it's like. And we got lucky and they put out the word they needed a sound guy the night we needed a show. And Randy, the guy that's been here with me, that's been helping me out with these, with these shows and then helping me with the Pacific Yard House stuff, he's the one that took the gig as a sound guy. And he had a sounding magnifico. Yeah, Randy's really – that's Cut and Shoot Studios, yeah, right? Yeah. Holding it down for Cut and Shoot. Man, he yeah, he is, isn't he? But he's a – dude, I'm glad that he and I have become friends now because he's just – he's a wealth of information. He's got a lot of stories. He's a lot of fun, but – He'll yeah, be back been, next he, week, probably. He's been nothing but great to us. So. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Real good dude. Who'd have thought that? Two two good dudes out of cut and shoot right here in this uh, <laughs> small small world now. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I don't know much about cut and shoot except that it's just one of the coolest name towns ever. That, that's about cut and shoot. Yeah, well, it's like New Waverly. There's nothing much to talk about in New Waverly. Mm-hmm. Um, when I mean, it's growing now. From, some, I guess they put that big new subdivision out there and 
They're, they tore down the bridge, though. I have a, an overpass that the road I lived on to get to New Waverly from my farm. Um, and they tore that thing down, just a little two-lane road. And they, turned, put, they put roundabouts in town. What, who, why You can't give rednecks roundabouts. Yeah. That's just like that's just donut like organized donuts. Yeah, that's all that Terrible is. Terrible idea. Terrible <laughs> idea. Organize the donut track is all that is. It's, it's great. I went to that new Kroger over here on 336 mm-hmm. yesterday. It was yesterday. I was like, man, it, it's crazy. I, all that was camp strike. Now it's mm-hmm. something yeah. I, I drove in. There's there's a hundred homes right there. It's and now insane. I'm like, man, crazy. It's insane. And then just here, just east of us on 242 right there, it's I'm almost getting to a point where I, if they build a Lowe's on this side of the freeway, I don't ever have to cross the freeway again. <laughs> <laughs> and then between Instacart bringing us groceries and Amazon bringing me almost everything else I need, I'm almost to the point where I don't even have to leave the house. Altogether, which done. <laughs> I can do this show from my own home studio. I could do video of me singing from this. I don't ever, I could just stay here, just never have to leave, which would be good. <laughs> I'm a homebody. The older I get, the more I just want to be home. Man, I'm working on my RV right now, trying to get out of my home. Well, see, that's good. Then you can take your home wherever you go. Exactly. Yeah, I, I keep uh, keep telling my girlfriend, um, look at look, look at our future home. She, <laughs> she hates it. She hates it so much. <laughs> paint it. Just paint it. Yeah, right. Just is it big? Red. How big is it? it the it's, RV. It's a 23 foot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's uh, sit, sitting on a Chevy van chassis. So. All right. That's pretty cool. Have you redone the inside all nice, or is it just? Oh, um, it, it, I got about like two months ago. It's been a work in progress. Yeah, it's all keeps worse now. Just take out the stripper pole and add like a sink or something. A shower. That's what women want. A shower. Oh, we put the stripper pole in the shower already. So oh. Yeah, we, we we thought ahead on that one. And see, and you keep this till you get old, and then it's just like a handicap <laughs> bar, and you just hold on to it while you shower. <laughs> It's not a stripper pole. It's just uh, to keep my balance while I'm in here. <laughs> it's pretty funny, man. So you got some cool stuff coming up uh, too. You were telling me about. Are you are you at liberty to discuss your future as far as uh, music, or new we're music? Uh, definitely going to do an album. Yeah, and we don't. We had one of the dates I picked out yet because we accidentally booked ourselves the entire year. And um, Dang, I hate when that happens. Or up until September right now. It's really <laughs> cool. Really, really cool. But That is very cool. It's a good problem to have. So we're trying to figure out the dates. But yeah, we're going to be getting, I believe, in Red Tree. We're right. over there in Magnolia. Awesome. Um, Adam McFarland's going to be doing it again, probably. Um, most definitely. Is that the one you take Honey, or not Honey, you take... Um, I have not been yet. I oh, haven't been there. I think I've been there before. I'm pretty sure I have been there before. And... uh we did some rehearsals and we were trying out, we were at a point where we needed a drummer. We were trying out drummers, I think, there. And, uh, it's been years since I had to be out there. It was when it was brand, brand spanking new. But if it's the place I'm thinking of, it's a cool space, man. Real cool space. Yeah, I know folks done some work out there and I've seen pictures and, uh, a few people from my band have done some stuff out there too. Cool. Cool. So hopefully, yeah, hoping that that's all. Nothing's been finalized just yet. Yeah. That's, well, that's been what we're talking about. How many songs do you want to do? How many songs are you prepared to do? I mean, we we have songs for we we have songs for days. We could put out a double album if we needed to. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I don't know what uh what whatever songs whatever make the album, which one. Yeah. that's a good problem to have too. I mean, I, I always hear like when the pros are talking about like, man, we went through. I wrote a hundred songs this year, and I had to pick it, narrow it down to ten or eleven. I'm like, ooh. 
I consider myself a songwriter, but I didn't, I don't write one every three days or anything, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have that I, much I used material. To. I, I used to for a couple of years there though. Yeah. It was a right, 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 right. But now, now I have a lot more fun writing with uh, Casey, my guitar player oh, and working cool. more melodic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And getting a little more creative. I think I was always so hell bent on not repeating myself that I would take my time to come up with new, like completely different concepts of how to come out and write a song. And some of them still came out sound like other songs I've written already, but I guess that's, they call that style. I think <laughs> the band can always tell if it's a song that I refurbished from before or it's mm-hmm. a new one that I wrote just because of the progression of the songs. A lot of the time. Like, yeah. Did you write this one when you were like 18? <laughs> like, ah, uh, yeah, I kind of yeah. did. I had one of those one time where I wrote a song and I actually included, I think I included a B minor in it. And the guy was like, my bass player at the time, he goes, wow, <laughs> trying to step up your game, aren't you? I'm like, why? He's like, you never used that chord before. I'm <laughs> going, oh, great. That was a long time ago, folks. I know all kinds of minor chords now. <laughs> working on the sevens. Yeah. Working on the nines and the sevens. <laughs> But, um, yeah, normally when I learn a new trickier cover, then I'll just I figure out what those chords are. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you learn how to use them and where they go. And mm-hmm. they somehow pop up into a song that you write later down the road. And it's pretty cool. So um, are you more into, so you said more melodic. So are you guys coming up with the music first or are you coming up with words and then putting music to it? Now, I mean, when, when you write with him. Uh, Right now, Casey and I usually have uh, something there, but it, there's no bad ideas I'm wrong. So oh, that's good. Um, everybody gets to say so and something, and we'll try it out. I'm like, eh, it's not working. Eh, what if we do this and stuff? Yeah. But I like that. We, it, we'll work on it for that. months. We'll work on it for months before we'll quote unquote finalize it because we're still doing new stuff to all of our songs all the time. Yeah, it for sure, it evolves from. I remember. When I told you that it took us nine, ten years to record that first album, but those songs were same songs that we started whenever we got together as a band that I wrote, you know, but where they were when they first came out and where they were when we finally recorded are two different animals altogether. And 100%. Those things yeah. had nine years to evolve and grow and turn into children, teenagers, punk teenagers. When we recorded our EP, we were only a band for like four months. And those songs are so different. Play them live. Than oh, yeah. They're on the EP. Even though, I mean, the first songs we recorded are now they're, we don't do, I mean, they're all different. Because I think also when we went and recorded the second album, uh, my band didn't play on that album. And and I kind of wish they did, but I had some really good players on the album too, you know. But we learned to play those songs as a band. Then a lot of those things kind of went back to the first album that we play those songs and we include those in there mm-hmm. and like where we wouldn't play it like the album now some people decide oh it does sound better just like it was recorded the, the day we did it so let's do it like that now you know and it just has a little more fluid i don't know it's good but it's still creative i mean i'm not strict on my dudes at all i'm like whatever dude as long as we start at the same time and at the same time and we're all playing the same chords do whatever you want. Yeah, Make it new every single time. Yeah, my drummer asked me, man, how am I going to play drums to this song? I said, you hire Stephen Holgin, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's your job, man. I'm not the drummer. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. Do whatever you got to do. YouTube it. <laughs> yeah. I hate when, when Casey uh, show me, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. And they'll show me another, they like, telling me to choose one. I'm like, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm, I'm the dude that's I up like here singing. <laughs> you do your thing, I'll do mine. That's what I've always done too, man. I'm not a guitar player, so I'm not. I mean, I play rhythm, but out of self defense, I'm not that good. But I don't. I don't play lead for a reason. I don't. I'm not good at it. So you do that. You know, mm-hmm. there's lead players and then there's rhythm players, but. Some of the best rhythm players are great lead players, and some Absolutely, of the best lead yeah. players are phenomenal rhythm players. I think, I think a lead player can definitely be a good rhythm player, but if all if if you only know rhythm, like I never took it to the step of why the rhythm works. Like I don't know why I have to do these chords in this order, but I know that I do, so I do it. But the guys that are really good and smart about music that know why, then they can transfer that into single notes too, and it's just as easy. So for them, for their brain. That's my guitar player, Casey. He can do all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got lucky with Kevin for sure. He's kind of a beast. I got lucky with all my guys. So, and 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 you're—I mean, I've seen you guys play enough. You're same boat. You got a lot of talented people who play everything. Whatever they play, they can play it to the ground. You know. Oh yeah. And that's super important because it's it usually takes a while to find that perfect group of people. So good job on getting it first try. I mean, I know you've had to do a little weed pulling, but. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I play with this band. I play with Stephen and Casey as a bass player in the band. That's right, that's right. Too. So I, 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 I handpicked them over a couple of years, and one day we were you know, just we should start the band. Yeah, homegrown tomatoes. Let's do it. Sweet, I love it, man. I love it. Well, hey, we're gonna uh, take a quick break, and we'll be back and play play a little bit more. Uh... Oh, I forgot to play the opening to my show. That sucks. Um, we're going to play some more moon songs and got one from Caleb and his homegrown tomatoes. And uh, we'll see y'all in just a few minutes. me 
Galveston, inviting you to the classic way of doing business, which means the customer always comes first. Need service after the sale? We've got you covered with our service parts and body shop. Let us cater to your needs the classic way, island style. Visit us at ClassicGalveston.com. Classic Galveston, enjoy the difference, island style. One, two, three. Dang it. Dang it. Dang me. They ought to get a rope and hang me high from the highest. We don't have to finish that. Anyway, so (laughs) obviously here we are. We're back, and I messed up pushing the buttons again, again, and again, and again. So uh, I forgot to ask you earlier, where are you playing this week? Uh, We are at Firehouse Saloon with Folk Family Revival Friday Mm -hmm. night and Phoenix Saloon 
and uh, New Braunfels Phoenix. Saturday night. I don't, I, I'm very familiar with Firehouse, but I don't think I've ever been to Phoenix Saloon. Where is that? Do you know it, where it it's is? It's like downtown New Braunfels, I guess. Hmm. Uh, on the Strip. Right? If you had on a, the Strip. Maybe. I don't know. Sounds fancy when you say on the Strip. Yeah. Yeah. Or downtown sounds fancy for some well, reason. Well, the building itself has always been a bar. It hasn't been the Phoenix Saloon, but for like 100 years, they used to have badger fights and alligator pits in there and stuff. It's pretty See, cool. See, those are the stories I'm looking to hear. Like we were talking about the hotels earlier that and the studios. Yeah, it's badger fights. Badger fights. How do you have a badger fight? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... I know if I badger my wife enough, we fight. But <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as my knowledge of badger fighting goes. Well, cool, man. So it's an easy week for you. Only the two gigs. Yeah, we do a Monday nights at the Corner Pub still, but those are usually really laid back and yeah. open mic. So we just how many people come out to that usually? How many players you got come out there? Usually? Or, or the I'm sure it varies, but yeah, there's a constant like five six musicians that are there almost every Monday, and then we'll have a another five six. Okay. Sometimes sometimes it's like you no. Know, 15 pickers will come in there and it's like darn it like three songs each okay we gotta <laughs> yeah. move along we gotta move this but, thing along yeah other times you know played three three songs four songs five songs six yeah. songs I don't know. I'm just, just whatever you. yeah <laughs> you're getting paid the same don't yeah. matter <laughs> 25 <laughs> cents a dollar there you go uh yeah i remember those that reminds me of those old tuts nights because it started yeah, slow. It started, I started a touch too. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it started slow, but then you'd have those nights, man, where uh, everybody showed up. You know, you'd have your regular guys, and uh, and then you'd have then you'd have the other guys show up from from Huntsville and the you know the people that are famous now. But uh, right. I don't I don't want to be dropping names. I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a maid today. But but yeah, so some nights you'd come and it's just like holy crap. There's a lot of players, and I'm probably I got to make it count because I'm probably not going to go around twice. You know. Those are fun nights, though. Man, those are fun. I was younger and could drink and recover from drinking. And <laughs> uh, man, you could do no wrong on those nights. So yeah, good for you. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, I, I love <laughs> open mics, and I, I used, I've done them at a, a couple other places, but uh, Corner Pub is my favorite. Corner Pub is my home. Yeah, I played that stage five hundred times. Much least. love, much love. <laughs> That's pretty sweet, man. Well, I'll be right down the road from there uh, tonight at Pacific Yard House. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stop by. Actually, yeah, you should. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do that. I want you to. I want any all my musician friends. If uh, this thing that I'm doing at Pacific Yard House is a songwriter showcase type deal, and I know I used the joke, the same joke last week, but it's the truth as well. The only songwriter we're showcasing right now is me. Just until we get it set up, <laughs> set up until we get some peeps, some more guests, and everything. But um, I do have my guitar player and maybe even my drummer might show up tonight. There, there's always going to be a new person or at least some other extra spice to the, uh, to me, your entree for the evening. And, uh, but yeah, man, I want you guys to just be able to come in and just say, Hey, dude, I'm going to sing a song or two and just jump right up there and sing it. It's not open mic, but people that I know are good singer songwriters that come into town. I just want to let y'all get up there and surprise. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they wouldn't say that. You guys have done a pretty good job. Uh, I was actually impressed that you played Pacific Yard House, and then right—I mean, days later—you played Corner Pub, and I heard you had good crowds at both. So that's yeah, it was Pacific Yard House. That's a good sign. Dude. Uh, game on, and then Corner Pub. Boom. That's a game dang, on slipped in there too. That but, is a good sign that you can that your people ain't getting tired of. You got so do you have the usual 
there were there was times in my my career where you just have you want to take credit for being able to draw a good crowd, but it's like the same fifteen people show up and you're going, okay, well. I just saw y'all last night, you know, <laughs> you named your baby after well, they're, me. They're part of the family. They're usually yeah. back at my house after the gigs. <laughs> there anyway. you go. But yeah. do you have a new face? Like, are there certain bars that you know that you're not going to see that those faces at that bar? Or are they, is everybody kind of going around with you? There's definitely like three, four people that have traveled several hours mm-hmm. from that live in Conroe. And I have family all over Texas, which is my no matter San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, That's Fort cool. Worth, Corpus, I have family within a mile from or within an hour's drive from there. So, yeah, big families. Yeah, helps us out. But locally in the Houston area, we have a. I mean, the hideaway off Dunvale. That's a good hour, ten minutes from us, and mm-hmm. we have we bring fifteen people from Conroe there, and it's just like crazy. Like, man, they. They just drove an hour to get here, and now they're all going to drive an hour back to my house after. Yeah, and we're going to tear it up. Watch the sun come up. (laughs) It's funny you say that we're talking about this, actually, because this wasn't. I didn't plan this part of the conversation, but I did plan a different conversation that this ties right into, and that is I cannot, I'm not aware of any other state that provides the opportunity to have the kind of career you can have in Texas. You can literally tour and and make money and do all that stuff and gain a big following without ever having to leave the state. And that's, you want to, obviously we want our music to be heard by every ear that that's born, that's on a head, <laughs> whether it's one ear or two. But uh, the fact that you can do that in Texas and just make a living and you can hit the road and you can be gone for days and never be at the same place twice in, you know, in, in your trip, and then you can have your fans follow you. That's you aren't going to get that anywhere else. Yeah, uh, Fred, my harmonica player, he's a was a big blues musician in Pittsburgh for a long time, and you know they played all over New England, even went west some. Mm-hmm. But he says, you know, in Texas, we're doing what they couldn't ever do. But but and we're don't we're not leaving anywhere other than Texas. But right. Texas is so big and so many people and so many great music lovers. Yeah. Well, and there's you know, so many different. George Strait's the king, kind of, of Texas. Yeah. And, and Willie Nelson and Waylon are like, you know, the legends mm-hmm. of you, Texas. You can't forget Bob Wills, I think. I think you have to say something Bob about Bob Wills. Bob Wills, okay, yes, yes. yes. You have, I mean, I think it's just required. I don't know. I think Texas I agree, Music I Office agree. put out that memorandum. The Texas Playboys are there. <laughs> but, uh, no, you're right. And But the, also what's great about Texas is different parts of Texas have a different style and scene and subculture of their own. So... Like we have our, this, this Southeast Texas thing, there's so much talent and so many people and we're getting a much, it seems like we're getting a better live music scene for original music anyway, but it's always had a live scene, but there's, once you get close, the closer you get to Houston, the more they want things other than original music. It seems like, at least for my kind of music. Now, the more, maybe the more Southern rock stuff, it appeals to more of the masses of the Houston people. But I know like the singer songwriter country type stuff seems not as prevalent in Houston. But once you get up to Fort Worth and Hill Country and Dallas and, or in just those other places, it's like, that's all there is, is original Texas music. Mm-hmm. And people want it and people almost scoff at you for playing original music. I mean, cover music. And you're like, Playing covers. Yeah, why is he playing covers? Why is he playing right covers, dude? And, unless you just have a badass version of it, but in in the Houston area, it's different. But you then, but you have your smaller pockets. You know, you have your your Crosby's, 
and your I don't I'm not gonna get all into it, but but yeah, so like Splendor, the Coles Smokehouse place, the people are they don't mind the covers, but they want the Texas music covers or they respond mm-hmm. well to them. I don't know what they want. I haven't asked them, but they respond well to your Texas music covers. And so when I play covers, I'm usually playing a Texas artist yeah, that definitely. inspired me. I'm not usually playing, ma- I'm definitely not playing anything new mainstream. It's not that I'm taking a stand or nothing. It's just that, that I don't want to learn that stuff. It's not yeah. mm. everything I've, um, we may have covered this before. Everything I pretty much learned as a cover 80% of it is what I learned back when I didn't have my own music. And mm-hmm. so that's all old crossing a ragweed and Pat Green and Robert Earl Keen. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. and now it's been so many years that stuff's nostalgic and it's cool again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but my set list didn't change. It's not like all of a sudden I tapped into something that's new. It's just like, I've been playing the same old crap and it's finally in style again. Yay. <laughs> go me, you know? But the new stuff, I mean, I, and I like, I mean, obviously I like some of the new stuff and, um, it doesn't affect you the same way though. Right. It doesn't hit you. You don't want to learn it. You learn it if people ask you, Hey, or, you know, some, it gives you the doe eyes and they're blinking a lot and they're cute and they're like, can you please learn this song? You're like, yeah, of course I can. Why not? <laughs> as long as I do 20 bucks and I don't care what song I play usually, yep. but yeah, not, not the mainstream country because I am taking the stand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to download this so that I could play it on the show, but we'll have to just talk about it instead. <laughs> if you go to my Facebook page and scroll back about a week ago, maybe, um, there's a SoundCloud that someone else, I can't take credit for finding it or discovering it, but I saw it on someone else's feed and then I had to share it. And it's this song called Park Down by the Lake. And it starts off and you think you're listening to any other Jason Aldean, uh, you know that same sound that all the all the songs have and this guy he starts singing he's like i'm parked down by the lake 80 miles from santa fe 80 miles from santa fe is where i'm at and he repeats that all the way through the entire four and a half minute song when he gets to the chorus it's like and i'm out by this lake and it's just like it never stops he repeats the same line a million times and it sounds so commercially it sounds like a hit perfect it sounds like a hit but it's I'm hoping that now here's the problem. We're all laughing at it. This guy may have been serious. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I can't find the song on iTunes or anything, but I was going to play it on the show so that people could like weigh in on what they want. But it is definitely proof that there's this cookie cutter culture that, um, there's a formula definitely, but people are buying into it. That's the downside. Like we can put it, we can, we as artists can say what we want to say about another artist's music. I generally, like my, my absolute peers, you being one of them, the other guys out playing the, the, the same venues I want to play and everything. I'm not going to talk bad about anybody because everybody has their own style and they're mm-hmm. all doing their own thing. Now, if someone's a jerk or they're mean to their fans or whatever, then yeah, maybe I'll have an opinion, but people that are at the super top, I respect that they're there. I want to be there, but. At the same time, I'm like, God dang, because I know that that's not how the song, it's not the spirit of the song. Like when the songwriter wrote it, well, some of them do write for commercial success, but when most of those songs, when they wrote, you hear them stripped down to just the acoustic guitar from the songwriter. It's just like everything we're doing here in Texas. It just sounds like a good song, except for the ones, like I said, that are obviously parked down by the lake, 80 miles from Santa Fe. <laughs> but, uh, 
but yeah, it sells. That's what I was getting to is that as long as these dudes are selling out stadiums and they're doing all this other stuff, it ain't going away. Mm-hmm. We can, we can hate it as much as we want, but it's not, it's not going anywhere. I don't, if everybody hates it so much, how are they still selling all this stuff out and selling all these albums and records? You know, I, I don't get that part, but yeah, there, there's, I think there's definitely a formula that you have to follow to, uh, get on that big time mainstream radio unless you're I mean Cody Johnson Aaron Watson they they took different approaches and are showing right they're well they're giving still, Nashville a good kick in the butt they are they are and they they found their the formula for themselves and they're stucking with it George Strait did that like George Strait was like oh that worked okay I'll do that for the next 50 years <laughs> and uh and Cody and Aaron are both really good about they know they know what their wheelhouse is they know what their fans want to hear and they they're stuck with it and they're using it and they're um and they're putting out songs that fit into their, into what they do and what their fans like. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But if everybody in Texas all of a sudden was like, I'm going to sing just like Cody and, and sing only his kind of songs. And then radio said, well, we're only going to play songs that sound like Cody Johnson songs. Well, then we've lost everything. Cause that's yeah. exactly what the mainstream songs, the, uh, the big stations are doing. The song, the labels are only allowing certain songs to go, right? It's like, cause it's all controlled by the, by the corporate people, not mm-hmm. the songwriters. The songwriters are out there just chasing their dream, man. They're just kind of like, "Hey, yeah. I'm I'm doing what I can, what I got to do. I got my contract, and here I am. I'll give you everything I got." So I have nothing against any of the singers, songwriters, or the musicians, but the people at the top level, only certain. The money's going to a certain place, and it's like, okay, that song can go, that song can go, and they get to mm-hmm. pick their winners. And then, as a consumer, if if you only got one brand on the shelf. Well, that's the brand you're gonna get if you're hungry yeah. enough. So, it's uh, oh, it's kind of weird. It can go either way, I'm sure, but that's kind of my uh, diplomatic approach to to mm-hmm. how I think about it. <laughs> Sometimes I get on Terry, I forget to breathe, and I'm gonna breathe in the microphone, and I yeah, gotta look away. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and I was talking to my wife about this. I I, I really am a big f- fan of Garth. And he was a, mm-hmm. he was a big inspiration to me playing music at all back when I was a kid, right? And what I, he disappeared for the longest time and then he comes back, right? And I really think at that song, what's that new song he's got? Uh, I don't even know the name now, but it's right in the vein of what everybody else is doing right now. And I think that uh, opportunity could have been had there. Like he could have come back and brought real, like old country back. Yeah. The way George Strait came out with getting song, kick me out of country. Yeah. yeah. Just if you have enough of these legends come back and play the real stuff and then it sells and people want it, then maybe there could be a spot for it, you know? And I always say, you know, everybody loves Stapleton, and his stuff is more blues and, and southern rock. Like, how bad you got to hate where country is now when a dude jumps up on stage with Justin Timberlake and sings the blues, and people are like, now that's country. <laughs> so, uh, but I do love that, that Stapleton can uh, take any old classic country song and turn it into freaking gold. I mean, he's the only thing, I was listening to one of the, the songs today, and, uh, I'd never really noticed it on any of the other ones, but this particular one I did and only cause it was sticking in my head for something else I saw on Facebook where he was, you, you almost can't make out any of the words until he gets to the chorus and then he belts out the chorus. And I'm like, man, maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should just kind of roll. Don't even really, don't really enunciate until I get to the point. Yeah. But, uh, it works for him cause he's got that low kind of 
haggard voice. Yeah, you know? got the rasp, man. Yeah. But he sounds tired. I've been through <laughs> so much. I've been through so much. But uh, <laughs> I haven't been through enough. I told my wife a long time ago, I'm too happy to write country music. You know, <laughs> Leave me. Come back later. But leave me. <laughs> Go ahead. Just walk out, take the kids and the dogs, make me believe it, and then come back in 20 minutes, and I'll have a song written about it. But she didn't. She didn't. She refused to make me happy by making me sad. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the song you need to write. Yeah. That's the, that, there's the song. That's the song. I see. Sometimes it looks like I say it out loud, <laughs> and, it, and it works out. But I, I did want to have. I did write some notes down that one. Talk about the um, what we were saying about how you can make a a, a living just right here in Texas. When I went to uh, Nashville for CRS Week, which is the radio seminar week, um, you do a lot of elbow rubbing, kind of like what the Texas Music Awards are here, but it's a week long up there, you mm-hmm. know, and you get to elbow rub with. People you just don't get to see. Other artists, one, because everybody's always touring. And then um, radio promoters and radio stations and all that stuff. You get to rub elbows with all those guys. So you, you hear a lot of opinions and stuff. But everybody up there, when I tell them I'm from Texas, they just admire our scene a lot. Mm-hmm. As far as the, the other singers and the songwriters. And um, they don't share the same level of competition as we do. Like when you go up there, everybody I met just loves Texas and they think it's awesome. They love when people come up from Texas and play and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And then of course here in Texas, you're like, mention the, the N word, the Nashville word. <laughs> don't say the N word. <laughs> 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 I, didn't, I didn't mean to take it to that level. I'm sorry folks, but yeah, I mean, it almost is in some, some music circles. That's what you say in Nashville and you're just like, no, definitely. Uh, and people just get so, but I, I seriously have no problem with, I've met so many people up there that, they're all doing the same thing we're doing. That's just chasing their dream and playing at the, the highest level they can find to play. It's not till you get up to that corporate, yeah, corporate level, level, big yeah. money bags, decision makers R- that you rec- just have to go. Rec- <laughs> rec- record labels, man. There, there's a that's what that's when you go corporate. Yeah. You know, when I was in Nashville, I heard nothing but smiles, nothing but smiles and handshakes, and it wasn't a terrible time whatsoever. Mm-mm, no one fun. was no one was terrible to me, but uh. I learned that I don't like the a lot of the music coming out of it. Right. I learned that talking right. talking trash from Texas isn't going to do a thing. No, no. So, infiltrate it, you know. Yeah, there was one guy that got drunk one time, but he had known me. Like this is probably like the fifth time we'd hung out, so he got drunk one time, and I guess a little bit of it slipped, and he was just like, "I don't know, man. These Texas guys are just so dang cocky and arrogant." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> 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 What do you expect us to be? <laughs> We're from the greatest state there is. Like, why wouldn't we be cocky? But um, if that's the worst they can say, then that's fine. But but yeah, no, nothing good would come from that. It, 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 they like I said, you know, they're up there eager to please, and a lot of them are a lot younger too. You know, um, they and they just want to feel the dream they want to live the dream even though mm-hmm. they're not making a dime that's the difference you can live the dream you can go out there and chase the neon rainbow all you want and and play shows and play three four five shows a week and all that other stuff the difference is it may not be much but you're making money that was me but yeah you're making uh but you're making money it's kind of like i don't know getting instead of going spending all your money on getting going to college 
you actually get a job for a couple of years and you're making money while your friends are getting student loans that are crazy, you know? But so that's the difference up there. I mean, they may be making tip money, but they're not making real money. Yeah. And you can come out here and pay your dues and do all that in Texas and, and still be making money while you do it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of the difference. But I mean, they're all nice people up there. I've, and even the, even people I've met up there that are in the industry are nice people. It's just that high level that I got mm-hmm. that makes me cringe. But, uh, but I was going to say, so in Texas, where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, yeah, the Texas Music Economic Impact. Now i got to pull up a different app so I can show you, read, read to you this. So not only do we get to make a living in Texas playing this music, you know, the cool part is there's a lot of people that are getting jobs and working so you can be there. You know, the night Caleb comes to town, mm-hmm. there's five people that are waiting tables. There's two people tending bar. There's a, you know, whatever. There's all these people that get the jobs from the, from it too. And so, um, what was it going to do? Where did it go? Maybe I took a picture of it, but I've been doing a lot of reading on Texas music pickers. And so I get a lot of information from them right now. And I got to figure out where I, maybe I took a picture of it, but it's talking about the economic growth and, and, um, everything that's happened with Texas music in 2016. And I just don't know where it went to be honest with you. So I can't talk about it. I can't give you any specifics, but it was a really big increase. There's, it's a multi billion, I think billion dollar industry in Texas. It's a, wow. it's a commodity. It's a huge deal. And Texas is a big state. So if you look at cities like Houston that have millions of people in Dallas and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, I guess like it could add up, but, mm-hmm. and it's not just, Texas music guys, it's live music in general. It's the, the whole scene, but it's a lot of money to, for entertainment, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think any other state can generate that with just the music and the yeah, entertainment. I, I think it's impossible. And Fred Fred will tell you he couldn't do it in Pittsburgh or couldn't do it in Pennsylvania or yeah. all of there. But coming down here, you, you, uh, you get a real shot at the dream. Right, yeah. They can, they can put money in your pocket. You, like you said, you can go play it four nights a week, five nights a week in front of people the rest of your life mm-hmm. but that's where you're going to be <laughs> yeah ten, ten, 10 years you know you get there has to be some yeah. kind of income there to sustain yeah there's a lot growth. of people with day jobs and i was one till three years ago but it didn't yeah i'm one right now yeah <laughs> i had to call boss man make sure you get off today exactly um you're right. It's hard because it's an expensive business to be in for sure. Everything costs money and it's not proportionate to the money we make. Mm-hmm. If you break a guitar string, you gotta go spend, depending on your strings. I mean, you, even if it's just $5 pack of strings, that's one string. But if you go to and you play a gig and you make 150 bucks, $5 of 150 is a pretty big percentage of mm-hmm. what it took just to get new strings, you know? You gas. Yeah. You got your gas and around here in Houston, toll roads mm-hmm. everywhere. And then, um, and it, if your amp goes out or your guitar goes out, I mean, you're talking three, four, five gigs just to replace it, but you can't spend, you can't spend it. You can't do it evenly like that, you know, cause you got rent to pay and you've got, yeah, my guitar player blew, blew two amps back to back. You know, he had his amp, then he had his backup amp. And Maybe he shouldn't put his amps back to back anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that sucks, dude. Cause that's a lot of money. Yeah. It, it hit him so hard. It was not, I mean, no, that's. I mean, around fifteen hundred, two grand to a musician who's you know works when he can and p- plays when he mm-hmm. can. That's a, that's a 
Yeah. Tough hit. It can. is a tough hit. And I mean, we don't want to tell everybody our businesses how much money we make, but that's a, it takes a long time to replace that. That's a Definitely. lot. And then, and as a band, like, like you guys are saving up for your, your, to do an album and, and after the album comes out, you got to let people know it's there. So there's going to be costs associated with that. And then there's the, oh, yeah. there's the uh, radio promotion fees, which I'm very familiar with. Mm-hmm. And those aren't cheap either. Um, that it's like recording another album for the most part, you know, and, but it's all necessary depending on your goals. There's a lot of people that have been successful with just being able to stay underground, YouTube, social media and grow there. But at some point though, I think you still have to have radio to help you out. You know, you really do. Definitely. But with like people like Texas music pickers that do their Spotify lists and stuff, that's, that's helping a lot. And uh, and like we were talking though, you can get streamed a lot of times and still make little money. You know, <laughs> I got a check last week, folks, for fifty dollars. That means I got like twenty thousand some streams. But you know, <laughs> I wish I got paid a dollar a stream. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be very nice. <laughs> and fifty cents a stream. Yeah. So they've made a little progress here lately, and 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 moved it up a little but it's still got a long way to go i think before it's exactly fair and and what sucks is you don't want to make spotify and itunes and all those guys the bad guy because that's your delivery mechanism mm-hmm. but at the same time the battle has been been between the songwriter associations and all those guys fighting against the lawyers for spotify and itunes and all those guys and they don't want us to have money but it's like come on dude our the songs don't exist if we don't it's our material it's our art right right so you know my song old whiskey doesn't exist without me Mm -hmm. so if you play it it's because (laughs) i made it but if you don't pay me i can't ever make another one Mm -hmm. and so you have to it has somewhere that they're going to have to strike a balance to where we can all continue to make our art because unfortunately it's not free to produce art. You, mm-hmm. you know, if we're painters, we can paint on anything. It's called graffiti, <laughs> but you can't just graffiti your way into the music business. You kind of have to have, there's costs involved, even if they're small, like, like what we were talking about off air, you're getting a great deal, better deal than I got on my second album, you know, that's still a lot of money though. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It'd be nice if we can strike a a good chord where we can make money playing music. Nobody, we don't have to get rich. I don't even think anybody that I know is doing it to get rich. Mm-hmm. If they are, they're doing it for the wrong reason. But you want to make money. I got a family. You're gonna have a family. You know, it's one day. I'm not saying like I'm not saying Kayla's pregnant. I'm just saying one day. Yeah. <laughs> As a, that's a beer, baby. That's a Southern Star, baby. Lone Star, baby. <laughs> Lone Star. I'm trying to butter up the, the Southern Star people <laughs> to get right. them to, to, to sponsor the show. Maybe we have a Southern Star, baby. That's a good one. A Southern Star, baby. Southern Star, baby. I think you could pull that one off. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it right now. Write it, write it down right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> good old Caleb. Can uh, yeah, I know. Put it into the bluesy form there. So the stop, baby. You got it, man. I'm going to come play the tambourine, though. <laughs> I think cowbell. We need more cowbell. More cowbell, for sure. I was watching. Did you ever see the, uh, what is it, Sandy Wexler with Adam Sandler, where he's a manager? I have not. No. It's a stupid movie. But I watched it yesterday. 
And uh, he's like this manager that stumbles. Like everything else he does is just kind of really bad people that he's trying to manage. You know, he's got a ventriloquist and he's got an actress <laughs> and he's got all this other stuff. But then, uh, oh, man, her name was in my head a second ago. I can't remember her name now. But anyway, one of the winners of American Idol or one of the girls that was on American Idol, she uh, she was on the show. And so he finds her and he doesn't even think she's that good, but he's going to help her anyway. And it turns out she's amazing. And, um, she gets this big record deal with Sony and all sorts of stuff. But then when she's doing her demo, she records just piano and her voice and it's stellar and her voice is really awesome, you know? And he goes, I think we, I think we need triangle. I'm hearing a triangle. <laughs> and she's like, what? And he's like, just a triangle, like right at the end of every course, you know? And so he goes, they show him in the studio and he's waiting. He doesn't play the triangle at all till the very end of the song. He goes, ting. And then he takes her to present her to the uh, Sony label people. And they're like, what stupid moron, self-absorbed jackass would want to add triangle to the end of this song? <laughs> and he looks at her and he's like, I, I think it was her idea. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But it is kind of funny. Like, I don't know why that's funny. I mean, I'll, I'll offend people. Yeah. I'll offend people. But yeah, do the triangle. Everybody's got an opinion, I think, is the point I was trying to get at that. There's a, there's always somebody that just has, no, try this, try I this. Know, we played the Cactus last weekend, and there's some, there's some pretty opinionated late, Con- late Conroe Cowboys. <laughs> when you told me you were playing the Cactus, I was, I've been there. I've never played there, but I've been there to see my friends play, and all the friends that I see play there are your two-step in country people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when you told me you were playing there, I, I have to admit one of my <laughs> eyebrows raised a little bit. So I, I don't want you to have to, I don't put you in a position to put, put it no, down or anything, uh, but no, they are, we're, we're booked there. Uh, I think in late April and September still, I mean, they, they, they like us a lot, but the first couple times it was then <laughs> waters because yeah. a lot of the crowd was like, what the heck is this? But nowadays we bring enough of our crowd to, Cover them up. Yeah, cover. Yeah, that's what yeah. you got to do, man. And the management's like, oh yeah, we, we like seeing new faces because we just see the same faces over and over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, and they're they're paying us a little bit extra nowadays. Yeah, so. and they drink a lot more beer. Yeah. When you, I have a buddy of mine named Jim Jim Reynolds, now he's like started as a fan, become friend, family kind of deal, you know. But when he comes, he brings his whole family. He talk about big families. He's got a huge East Texas family, <laughs> and there's always somebody in town. And so when he shows up, like he'll show up just to my little show there at uh, Empty Glass and uh, Tomball. It's a tiny wine bar, you know. And he'll come; they'll clean them out of beer. And like, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, we love it when you play. You bring you bring your friends and all this other stuff." And like, and and that's kind of what you got it because I was there the other night, and inside that place is an echo chamber. It's just concrete walls, concrete floors, metal roof. <laughs> it's just it's an echo chamber. It's great for hanging out and having date night for wine, but for having. Uh, live music in there plus oh, that people are just ch- 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 chatty 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 i always i love it when it's warm enough i can do the open mic part outside and then it's great because I, I love the place it's just being inside playing over a packed house of talkers is terrible in an echo chamber unless jim shows up with his family because then there are a bunch of rednecks that come in there and they're just like rowdy you know, they're mm-hmm. rowdy rednecks. And so all these people are taking their wine and they're just like looking at them. And but by the end of the night, they're all clapping and cheering too. Cause these, they had so much, these people made it fun for them, mm-hmm. you know, and they're dancing and two stepping and 
Oh, it's just great. The Reynolds are great people. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. They're good people. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's what you gotta do, man. You build your own crowd, bring your own crowd, and then nobody can say anything. Yep. Cause at the end of the day, all those bars care about is, are they buying beer and Money. is their butts in the seat? Yeah. I, there's a, there's a bar at LaBello's and it was, it's a biker bar on a rainy night, cold. No one, no one's there. Mm hmm. I mean, same you know, ten people that love our band. But other than that, there's no one at the bar. And I, right. I want to apologize to one of the owners. My sorry, man. Uh, uh, ain't, no one's going to come out during this uh, the rain and the cold. It was snow. I think snowing. Yeah, that's what it was. And he goes, man. Uh, with you guys, I don't. No one has to be here. If nobody showed up tonight, I just bought myself a private concert. Nice, and I was like, man. That is the nicest thing yeah. anyone's ever said. You gotta like it when people are like that, man. <laughs> Now he ain't gonna buy a private concert from you if it <laughs> <Yeah>. continues. <laughs> yeah, right. He doesn't need a last. new private concert every month. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's cool when people do that for you. There's a couple places that have always been really cool to me, no matter what, you know. And they're they're patient when it's slow. And uh, I'm not gonna say names. I was playing one place and it was really really slow, and they had I'm trying to think. There was a festival in town or somebody huge was playing next door. It was a rainy night. It's the perfect trifecta of just excuse after excuse after excuse, you know. And so I start. I was just like, hey, man, I'm sorry nobody's here, you know. And uh, the lady who's not the manager, she just happens to help out. She was like, uh, she's like, well, that's all right. We're just going to have to pay you, you know, half half of what you normally make. I was like, oh, really? Because there's been some really good nights where it's been packed in here. So I'm going to have to charge a double for those nights. You know, like, what the hell? And she was being funny. But there is there was one venue I played one time where we promoted it. We did. I mean, we really promoted it. We really wanted to draw a crowd there. And we still ended up having like 200 people come out. But they were expecting four, you know. And that ain't my fault. They asked how many people we bring. We, we even told them, like, man, I don't know. We bring like probably 100, 150 people, which was exaggerating. We were new, but we did. We had about 200 people come out, maybe a little more, but they wanted 400 people to show up, but they didn't tell us that till after the show. And they're, they paid us half. Mm. And, uh, I didn't have, obviously don't have a manager or anybody that can go to bat for me. So it's either I can become a really big asshole and never play in this town again, or I can just say, Suck dude, that's, up. yeah, just yeah. take the money and run, you know? So I took the man money and ran because I'm just not that kind of guy. I'm not. I don't know, man. If you make me really mad, I will say whatever I have to to hurt you. But it, most of the time, my sense of reasoning is is better than that, and I don't really, I don't really cuss people out, or I probably don't stand up for myself enough, I guess. But but you got a manager, see, so you can yeah, just call her and say, "Hey, this dude doesn't want to pay me." You give him the how, what, and what for, and I'm just going to tell him it's cool, man. And then I'm still good in his eyes, and I walk away, and then y'all battle it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I've seen it happen. I've seen a road a road manager do that for, ooh, I probably shouldn't give out names. I saw a road manager do that for somebody we all know, and uh, I saw it happen right in front of me where the the, the artist was like, no, we're, we're fine, man. It's cool. It's it's messed up. I ain't going to lie, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll just remember this next time kind of deal. And he got on his bus and then the tour manager just ripped into him and demanding all this stuff. And just like <laughs> they were mad about a bar tab because the bar was supposed to give them on their rider a certain amount of alcohol. And then 
I think the bar didn't, so they got it. They drank all night from the bar, and then they had a huge bar tab. Yeah, and it happens. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. But, but yeah, the the artist himself walked away with just a like, yeah. I mean, you could tell he was upset, but he handled it with dignity and class. And then he walked off, and that tour manager just turned into freaking Carney Man. Yeah. His, wow. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I mean, kind of awesome, but yeah, I've I've, I've had some bars that cut us out a little money in my. I was, I was like, yeah, darn it, this sucks. And then manager hears about it. It'll be 2 a.m. And mm-hmm. she'll be calling the bar. Yo, no, no. I'm about to call the owner right now because I got an email. <laughs> and I don't know how much they're going to like it. Yeah. And that's what that's what you need them for, man. Yeah. That's, what, that's when they earn their money right mm-hmm. there, when they can get your money. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. All right, dude, let's take another break here and play some more music. Um, before, before I do, I'm going to tell you what kind of music I'm going to play though. I was going to set this up better, but, um, I surprised myself. So as y'all know, I started last week doing a little segment on Texas music pickers and, um, they have their new single poll up. So if you want, not the same poll Caleb wants to put in his, uh, RV, different <laughs> one. The, uh, this is all the new singles that came out this week. They put them up on their, Twitter and they put them up on their website and you can go vote for your favorite single and that makes the artists feel all warm and fuzzy and get um, put on the Spotify <laughs> list and you know with enough uh, Co Wetzel had let me tell you what Co Wetzel did last year so that Spotify list ain't no joke I kind of played it off as one but it's not a joke because they uh, they generate a lot of streams for people mm-hmm. and if you get to this many Co Wetzel with this one, actually, that's the next song I'm fixing to play. Co uh, Wetzel Austin was the number one streamed song on the Spotify playlist. With a, he had half a million streams last week. Wow! So when you can get a half a million streams, you you make a little bit more than fifty bucks, like me. Mm. So uh, <laughs> congratulations, Co. But so these Spotify lists ain't no joke. So go, uh, I'm gonna play three songs off of their Spotify charts, uh, or no, I'm sw- sorry, off of the Texas Music Pickers poll. We're gonna play. Um, Austin by Co Wetzel, which that's obviously a favorite song for folks if they had a half a million streams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to play, oh man, I'm going to have to say her name wrong, but I'm going to try to say it right. Caitlin Elise. And she's got a song called Hit the Road. And then we got Roy Solace with uh, Cowgirl All Right. So I haven't heard these songs yet either. This is the first time I'm playing them. I just pick random songs off of their um, poll, but there's more songs. So go check out TexasMusicPickers.com. Or find them on Twitter so that you guys can listen to your favorite singles and help these folks break through and get on those charts. So we're going to start off with Co Wetzel's Austin. Half a million streams last week. Congratulations, Co. Two, three. to say I get tired 
My mind goes out the gutter The past and present run together Kind of like they used to I can't believe that you're not alone long Happy as hell ain't done moved on Hoodies a banker down in Austin I thought you always hitting it there Or I'd be a little more resting your phone Just don't make me believe these things I can't
Jeep and lets that rider run. Cranks up the radio, girls just wanna have fun. Like a South Texas summer, she's hard as night. A little two-step thunder, yeah. She's danced for dynamite, she got the boys going crazy. The girl sure is a daisy, they're never gonna tie her down. She's got a wild side that goes round and round, a little Dairy Queen delight. With a double scoop of a sweet eight-second ride, better hold on tight. Tonight, yeah, she's a fine cowgirl, all right. She's keeping perfect rhythm, will get you hypnotized. She can melt the cowboy's heart on any given Saturday night. Like a double shot tequila, she'll mess with your mind. A hundred proof senorita, yeah. She's a fine cowgirl, alright. She got the boys going crazy. The girl sure is a daisy. You're never gonna tie her down. She's got a wild side that goes round and round. A little Dairy Queen delight with a Double scoop of a sweet eight-second ride Better hold on tight tonight Yeah, she's a fine cowgirl, all right She got the boys going crazy The girl sure is a daisy you're never gonna tie her down She's got a wild side that goes round and round A little Dairy Queen delight With a double scoop of a sweet eight-second ride Better hold on tight Tonight, yeah, she's a fine cowgirl, all right Better hold on tight Yeah, she's a fine cowgirl, all right If you've had an accident or just a fender bender, the last thing you need to do is tangle with the big city. When Classic Auto Group Collision Center can take care of all your repairs, island style, our certified technicians can repair any maker model, and we back up every repair with a lifetime warranty. Classic Auto Group Collision Center now open at 6601 Harborside Drive, ClassicGalveston.com. Classic Galveston, enjoy the difference, island style. <laughs> That's Caleb singing along to the jingle there, folks. <laughs> so uh during so during that break you guys heard uh songs from Co Wetzel and Caitlin Elise and Roy Solace or Solace. Probably not gonna tell you. Yeah. Man, I need to get better at just guessing names. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so I have a pretty neat announcement to make. And that neat announcement is that I'm going to be moving this show to Tuesdays 
And it's going to be a late night show. A late night show. Late Watch night, it. baby. And it's going to be from, we're going to start off either 9 to 11 or 10 to midnight. It's just, uh, I'm going to try to do 9 to 11. But my boy has baseball practice until 8. Mm. So <laughs> I'll be cutting it close. But yeah, um, I think it's going to be good because there's uh, several um, guys like you that just want to be a part of this show, but they work and they've mm-hmm. got other things going on. And if they don't work, they don't wake up before noon. So, um, and then we've had a, several listeners that wish the show would be on at a time that they could listen live. So we listened and we are moving it to later in the evening and maybe at the end of the day on Tuesday nights, we can all crack open our own cold one or pour a nice glass of wine and you can listen to me in the bubble bath. I like the sound of that, actually. Yeah, I knew you like bubble baths. Yeah, the bubble bath, not the alcohol. Okay. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, and you can take my man card right now. I like a bubble bath. I like, I, I like, <laughs> I, I get made fun of all the time, but that's all right. I'm secure in my manhood, and uh, I, I, but I do it the old way. I don't know if this is a country thing, a farm thing, or just my family thing, but take Dawn soap. Dawn soap makes the best bubble bath, <laughs> and it cleans you sort of, and it breaks through the grease. Smell like some nice dishes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> if you guys smell like something, smell like clean dishes. It's it's good, good for your oily skin if it if it breaks through grease. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so starting next week, actually, I'm gonna start doing this show later, so we can all maybe we can all relax together kids are in bed homework's done dinner's done dishes are done you can take the dish soap and make a bubble bath (laughs) and we can we can just relax and then it'll be a little later i feel a little more comfortable talking about more grown-up stuff maybe and it'll be fun man but i can get more of you guys in here to hang out with me um and it's a tuesday where not everybody's playing Mm -hmm. so it should be uh i think it's gonna be golden i think it's gonna be working out really really good so there's a lot of cool things coming to this station too they've got a lot of sports shows already but they've got a lot more coming this year and before you know it ktxf is going to have the most original content of any other station so it's going to be sports station anyway there's going to be a lot of a lot of shows of with lots of different personalities and takes and perspectives on things and sports and all that good stuff and somehow they've managed to find a slot for me to play music so that's cool. Old Josh Fuller now. Little old Josh Fuller now. Yeah. So that's what's happening then. Um, for those that tuned in late, why don't you remind everybody where you're going to be this week? Um, uh, this Friday, we're at Firehouse Saloon opening up for Fulton Family Revival. And this Saturday, we're at Phoenix Saloon in New Braunfels. Yes, yes. Which is always a good time. We're going to go hang out with my grandma. All right. Does she cook for y'all when you come in town? Um, I don't think no, she hasn't yet. We're usually I show up to the bars and drink our dinner. No, okay. I'm just playing. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I remember when we went and played um, Schrader Hall before the the eBay sale and before the remodel. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the drill. It was our first time to play there. We played there with Max Stalling, and uh, you know I thought we were country until we played with Max Stalling. <laughs> You're and right. We're like, holy crap! Why are they letting a rock band open for this guy? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're definitely not a rock band either. But um, anyway, but we went there and I didn't know the drill. And apparently that she would make a casserole or dinner for the bands. And so we all got done with sound check and we're rolling out the door to go grab some food in Victoria. 
And she's like, where are y'all going? And we're like, well, we're going to go get dinner. She's like, I, but I made a casserole and all this other stuff and I'm going to be bringing it up here in about an hour and we're starving. I mean, we just drove from here to there and, and, uh, I was like, actually, she didn't even give me the guilt trip yet. She's like, she's like, Oh, okay. And so then we come back and then she gave me the guilt trip after we came back and she oh, had the casserole man. and all that stuff there. She's like, just so you know, I normally make one of these for all the bands and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, who feeds the band? Nobody. Right. <laughs> but, um, but hopefully I didn't finish her too bad. But, uh, it's a new venue now. Have you, um, have y'all checked in the plan there? I do not believe so. I remember when the eBay cell was going down and everything. Yeah. It's a dance hall. It's a straight up dance hall. So, um, you need to bring 150 or 200 of your loyal people to, <laughs> cause it'll hold a lot of people. Yeah. But, um, Matt, the drummer for Captain Legendary Band, him and his brother are the ones that redid that whole place. Oh, really? Yeah. And they uh, made it look good. And so I was telling you that, Sarah, if you're listening. <laughs> she probably is. Uh, You got to get Caleb in there with Captain Legendary Band. Captain Legendary Band, if y'all are listening, y'all got to play a show with Caleb. The the levels of energy would go so good together, man. You guys are, would rock it. And if y'all did something at the end together as a collab be even cooler melt everyone's faces that you it would it, it'd be i think it'd be great and now that you guys are kind of uh, rcc royalty and uh all that maybe we can lobby to have y'all as part of the next uh anniversary show because that's the only time we ever come up there as a group again because we used to play up there at, at, like together all the time that's mm-hmm. how we all met and uh now it's saved for the anniversary shows and then at the end of the anniversary show, it ends in a jam session. Like all the bands get together on one stage and we just two drummers, three get drummers, out. whatever. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But, um, yeah, dude, I think, I think you guys would, would, that'd be a good bill right there. The two of y'all together and, uh, they rock out and they're good people too. Somehow they're good people. Like you look at them. If you took, <laughs> if you took them at first glance, you'd go, hmm. Huh. Hmm. What they, are their, what's their story? They but, could be a Skinner tribute band. <laughs> yeah, some people might think that. I'm just playing, guys. If you're listening, no, they they the reason Caleb's saying that is because of a of a a common friend that asked them to be a, do a Skinner tribute show. So uh, it's a running joke. But anyway, yeah, they're good, man. They're real good. I'm. Can you hear the difference when I just go? Like this and like this. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Anyway, sorry. little inside baseball <laughs> right there. All I'm doing is turning my head like a quarter inch and it turns into the echo chamber. But up here, the vocals are nice and crisp and it sounds like a DJ. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I don't think I could do a show talking like this all day. <laughs> It'd be weird. <laughs> you just start naturally talking like it. Yeah, eventually probably. <laughs> No, you know, I've, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and everything, just trying to just kind of get a feel for this new gig of mine, you know, and some people are just really energetic and I can, I can just, when I picture them talking into the microphone, I picture them like yelling into it the whole time and holding it and it's lean back like, like Elvis would do with a microphone, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. that's the only way I can think of them to have, <laughs> to have that kind of a voice. That much energy. Yeah. And then you listen to others and you just kind of picture them having like, a glass of whiskey in their hand, a cigar going, and if I could get away with it, that would be me, you know? <laughs> Maybe a piece of pizza or a steak or something. Right. Food, whiskey, and cigars. I have turned into a dad, a full-blown dad. I uh, 
I told that to a friend the other day. I was like, I've just reached like super, like not super dad. I'm in like, I'm the better, I'm the better dad or the best dad, but I'm in like full, I got a case of full blown dads to where like, I don't want to go out. I don't, <laughs> I don't really drink that much anymore. And I just want to be in my garage doing woodwork, smoking a cigar and tuning everything out or being by a bonfire with again with a cigar and some whiskey maybe <laughs> but like going out and partying all that it's like uh, i'm i'm this close to being to yelling at somebody to get off my lawn that close <laughs> i got a case of the full-blown dads I here's need, your next song here's your next hit josh yeah sure that's a hit i just gotta say it a couple times right a bunch of times in a row mm-hmm. like i've reached full-blown dad you just add some woohoos in the in the background. Oh, you gotta have the woohoos in the background. And the and the chorus has to start with an anthem drive like a boom. It's gotta And just say baby a couple times. In baby, there. yeah. Have you noticed that everything's an anthem? Like it just has that uh I don't drive. know. Drive you say drive maybe? Yeah, maybe it's a drive, but it all it all has the, the chorus that's real mellow. I mean the verses are real mellow, and then it comes in with a big then just like a transition turnaround chorus, it's like a, it has to be one where you would shake your fist at it, you know? Yeah, I feel that definitely. It's not a chorus unless you shake your fist at it. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, like This is like the, or I guess no one can see my hand, but. <laughs> that's you know, great radio. Uh, uh, you know, fist, fist bumping the yeah. air, I guess. That's an international yeah, sign pump. of having a good time. Yeah. And all these commercials, all these people, music, that's just the international. Yeah. Good time. That's happened. what they do. Every music <laughs> and every music video is the same too. It's like they're all like yeah, fist bumping, yeah, fist bumping yeah, the air. Yeah. Oh man, I don't, there's definitely a, a formula. There's definitely a commonality. <laughs> but I don't know. And some of the stuff, some of the times they'll surprise you, you know. But uh, I think it's just weird. There was a song on the other day, and I can't tell you what it was because I don't know because it's the first time I'd heard it. My wife looked at me because she's always giving me a hard time because I don't know new music. And she's like, she said, you cannot tell me that you don't know this song. I was like, I have no idea what this <laughs> song is. She said it was like number one for five weeks last year. It's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> but is it on Comedy Central? Because you know, <laughs> that's what I listen to. But actually, I don't even do that anymore. Comedians are pissing me off lately. But the uh, all the every celebrity is pissing me off lately. Ugh. Get back to being a celebrity and like, I don't know, whatever. We don't have to, I don't want to hear your, you can have your political police, but don't like trap me like right. in a joke with it. You know, like you're getting me all suckered into that. I'm listening to your craft or I'm watching you do your craft and all of a sudden, bam, I'm blasted with your opinion. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Now, whatever, do what you want when you're not on, on your thing. Everybody has this entire their own opinion for sure, you know. It's your social media. You can say what you want and do what you want, whatever, but don't sucker me in. It's like me playing a song and then the second I get to the chorus, I'm like, by the way, I think this. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I wasn't ready for that, man. I feel like it's an entrapment, damn it. Go back to just being celebrity. Go back to making billions of dollars for doing nothing. Pretending to be somebody else. <laughs> it's like actors are professional fakers <laughs> and they make the most money. And somehow we go to them for their opinion. What do you think we should do about this? They don't know. Why? Give them a script. <laughs> I don't know. Rewrite, maybe? 
Maybe you should rewrite the script or get a different actor for that part. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how we do politics now. But anyway, I kind of just, by saying all that, did the same exact thing, right? I tracked, I got people into the show. Oh, and then God, I gave you did. Them, Darn it, Josh, you did. You I, just did that. I gave you uh, my opinion. So are you a celebrity? I just trapped all y'all. I'm a wannabe <laughs> celebrity. Nah. I had the voice of my wife in my head be like, uh, by saying that, you're kind of doing that. Like, damn it. <laughs> like, when people share... When someone does something disrespectful or rude or mean or whatever, and someone put them on Facebook and they were like, make this person famous. <laughs> and I'm always like, no, that's the opposite of what you should do. And in the past, I would share the video and say, can we stop saying make these people famous? And I was doing the same thing. Yep. So now I just randomly, I'll put a post out there with no video, <laughs> no specific story attached. And I'll just be like, stop making stupid people famous. Like, make good people famous. People that accomplish good stuff, but not, you know. I don't they, think good people want fam- want to be famous, though. I think you're right. They I, Well, there's no, and there's no news in good news. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, this dude's, I don't know. It depends on what it is. If you save a puppy, you're going to, you're going to be a star for a day. If you save another person, nobody will ever notice. Yeah. No, but it's weird. That's weird stuff, too. I've, I mean, I love animals. I do. Some of them are delicious, but <laughs> I, I don't think they should take the place over a person ever. Yeah. Ever. There's my opinion again. Well, I'm allowed to have an opinion. You know why? I have a talk show, so I can have an opinion. I just can't guarantee you that my my opinions won't change and that I'm not going to be proven to be a hypocrite because a lot of times I'll have an opinion and then I don't realize that I don't agree with my own opinion till later. <laughs> Welcome to the artist's mind. <laughs> walking, walking yourself into a corner there. I am. I did walk myself. That's not the first time. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at doing all that stuff, actually. But, um, so yeah, I want you to come by Pacific Yard House tonight if you're free. Oh, definitely. I and I want anybody, anybody that want like, I guess I gotta be careful how I say that. I hope I have several musical friends that are worth to be a in damn. A, that are yeah, <laughs> worth a damn. And uh, they will stop by and jump in and sing a song or two with me. It'd be cool. You know, I posted something about, like, come out on Facebook, come out and see me uh, and come play with me at uh, Open Mic at Corner Pub. Mm-hmm. It just don't suck. And I, all, <laughs> all these comments, like, oh, I'm, do I suck, Caleb? It was just, like, a, just tons of them. Like, oh, see, that's come? not where I went with that. And I was like, oh, man. See, here's what I heard. Here's what I heard. I heard you can play with me, but don't suck. And that's, uh, that's I don't think you're still getting it. I think you're still not getting the joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Over my head. <laughs> wow. I tell you, these kids today just don't have a perverted bone in their body. <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, that's what I heard. I heard you can play with me, but don't. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no point in retelling the joke. Now you get it. Now, you get it. <laughs> now you'll never post that again. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> well, yeah, I could I could say a few more things. We'll save that for the late night show. <laughs> yeah, right. The late night show coming next week. Um, well, it's going to be good. fun. You could do movies like that, man. I know I could. I mean, in a world. Guy. In a world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lost my voice. This is the first time I've actually had most of my voice back in about three weeks now. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a couple of colds and some weird random sicknesses and all that other good stuff. And then when we played Coles last Friday, for Saturday, 
and uh it was one of those long shows yep and we got to the last hour and the a lot of people were starting to leave but then there's the people there that have been drinking all night and they're ready to party so i started playing some of my more fun parties type stuff and um, there's one particular song that every time I do it, my voice is going to be gone. It's yeah. just going to be gone when I'm done. And I did it and my voice was gone and it was really gone because I'd been fighting sickness. And then, um, the bar owner that I told you used to have a band, he was like, I told him, I said, man, look, here's the deal. Either Kevin sings one or we're done. I got no voice left. <laughs> he goes, and then Kevin's like, no, he's going to get up and sing a couple. So I mean, and Kevin used to be in his band too a long time oh, ago. Really? That's cool. So he got up and the bar owner, Chris, got up and he sang. He's actually a good singer. But he got up and uh, we played for him and he sang like three or four songs and then oh, wow. we called it a night. And he's one of those guys that plays the empty glass like <laughs> just like Gary Stewart. Like, <laughs> and I'm so used to uh, playing it my way, which I tried to kind of blues it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. and uh, But without losing the spirit of the song because I don't want to ruin that song. Yeah. And... uh I forget how the, like my timing and my cadence of the words is totally different than it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. And, uh, I've recently started going, like I, doing the whole air night, you know, like trying to get that. Yeah. And, uh, but for the most part, I do my own version. So when he's singing it, I was like going, I kept having to be really conscious of me making sure I was playing the chords <laughs> and keeping in the right, keeping everything the right way. Cause I was wanting to do it my way. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, he did a good job of it, and it was good. He bailed me out, and he didn't care. I still got paid. And hey, that's a good day. That's a good day. It's a real good day. Um, yeah, I have a couple of songs where I, they can't be like the first song we play, or, or like the last song, or if it's if it's if if I start out with the song, I'm not gonna sound terrible because I'm not warmed up enough. Mm-hmm. But then if I save it for the end, after that, my voice is gonna be gone. too tired. Yeah, <laughs> that sweet spot. You gotta find. That sweet spot for all your songs. Sarah sent me a nice message. She said we sounded great. And she said she'll see me tonight. So whether you're there hey. or not, apparently she will be. I haven't so seen her awesome. since she got back from New York yet. So, Oh, yeah. They were up there for gymnastics and stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it gymnastics? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, you would know better than I would. I'm not, I don't stalk her on Facebook and that, that much. But you talk to her all the See, time. That's your problem, Josh. It is my problem. I, I am <laughs> too busy for social media. <laughs> We were talking about that too. I don't, I, I don't find many moments in my day where I need to go, Oh shit. Somebody needs to see a picture of this. I can't do it. I can't. I'm not. Yeah. I struggled. Uh, I'm, it's not a <sighs> thing to get Chelsea. My girlfriend will call me like, Hey, you need to post a picture. You have a gig tonight. I haven't said anything. I'm like, Oh darn it. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I just, Oh, I mean, I have to remind myself to say stuff, but I hate. I, I don't want to take a video and I did it today. I do it. I'm not saying I don't ever do it. I do it. I don't do it often because I don't find myself to be interesting enough. Like nobody needs to see this face all the time. I don't need to just be like, you could turn on your Facebook and then <laughs> fuller. God. <laughs> Why did you do that to me, man? But yeah, that just, it's weird. I just, I don't know. I don't know, but that's how social media works. And mm-hmm. I, if you want to win, you got to play the game, but, um, I'm, I'm terrible at it. So I'm passing this on to you. Get better, Caleb. I need to get I better at it. It's, it was, it was where my dad, my dad called me and was like, Caleb, you need to get a Twitter. And then of all the, of all the advice I thought I was going to get from my father <laughs> in a million years would it be? Yeah. Hey, son, you need a Twitter. It's weird because I suck at Twitter, 
but I still religiously go to Twitter to to look at it. I, I can tell you what the headlines of the day are just by opening up my Twitter for five seconds. And I I put stuff on Twitter. I don't suck at posting stuff. I just suck at the fact that nobody follows my posts. Like <laughs> I've got a couple thousand followers on Twitter, but apparently only like five of them see what I write <laughs> and they don't even reply. Like one of them will go, Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but yeah, that's just how Twitter works. Some people are really good at it and it's consistency though. Like I remember, mm-hmm. um, Katie key with key music news had said something about, um, she didn't go into specifics, but she basically was saying social media is more for than just posting your dates. You know, if you got to be to be successful, it, it takes more than just your calendar popping up automatically on social media, mm-hmm. you know, and it's true. I mean, you got to have other content like it needs to be something that people are coming to your page on purpose every day to see what you did next. You know, hmm. same reason they come to your show. They want to come to your show to see what you're going to do next. You know, is he going to wear the vest with a shirt or without a shirt today? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but social media needs to be that. But the other thing is, uh, time, who has the time, you know, and I told you the UPS guys walk up to my driveway right now. So you all might hear a doorbell and I apologize. There's no way I can control the UPS guy. What can Brown do for you? <laughs> but, um, anyways, the, 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 Right, he's talking to himself. Um, that was weird. He walked up and dropped the package, and he was talking to himself. <laughs> um, but he, he just wants to be on the radio, man. He just wants to be on the radio. Everybody's trying to crash my party. This is my gig. I got this. <laughs> I did this. No, um, I forget. I forget what we were talking about before he showed up. Daggum it! Daggum. We we're talking about social media and posting yeah, pictures. He was social media. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we were doing. You got to be good at it. You got to be good at it. It's got to be. Oh, I was telling you, I was going to hire somebody probably to take care of mine just because I have no follow through, man. I, I got so many irons in the fire right now. That mm-hmm. I'm doing between this and woodworking and my, and then I mean, still playing music and all that stuff is just, it's crazy how many irons I got in the fire, but. I'm grateful for them, but yeah. it's just hard to keep up with all of them at once. If I if I get good at one of them, then something else is going to slip. If you see me doing really good on social media all of a sudden, <laughs> something else is falling apart. The, the work keeps side. going down the drain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, all right, man. Well, I'm a, we're going to end the show with playing one more of your songs. Hey, cool, cool. And um, I appreciate you bailing me out and oh, being course, my man, yeah. co-host of the day. Mm. My first mm. repeat offender, Caleb Holscher, everybody. Yes, sir. We will see y'all tonight at Pacific Yard House. You can see Caleb at Firehouse on Friday or at the Phoenix Saloon. Yes, sir. And New Braunfels on Saturday. I'll be in Tomball for the open mic at the Empty Glass uh, tomorrow, Thursday. And we will see y'all next week. Y'all be safe.
Bye, y'all.